Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, I'm super excited to have Latoya Smith. Latoya was referred to me by a colleague at Willery, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, for the great connection. So excited to have Latoya on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning and happy Friday. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. So Latoya, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your passion for human resources. So I will say to you that uh, I was excited to meet Brittany. She, her smile was something about her that just lit me up. And so when she and I connected afterwards, I just knew there was going to be some synergy between us. So I am a vice president talent acquisition for Fifth Third Bank, been there 23 years and I'm only 30. We're going to go with that. But anyway, um, I would describe myself as a human resource professional, a visionary, servant leader, entrepreneur, civic engager, uh, a talent uh, activist, and a philanthropist. That's how I would describe me. And why I'm passionate about HR, I will tell you this. um, Growing up, I always wanted to be a social worker. However, I was really excited about business and coaching and leading. So I thought I can mirror the two and HR was in the middle. And so that's how I got started. Someone gave me an opportunity and a chance, and I've been loving it ever since. Wow, it's an awesome branding start. And I'm so curious, how did you, I did the math in my head while you were sharing that. So you started in talent acquisition HR when you were seven. That's how, right. How did, how did that, how did that, I, uh, I'm joking with you. Yeah, something close, right? Yeah, it's something close. very close. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you for being on the show. So thankful to our, to our listeners. The power of connecting people is such an important part of doing HR like a boss. I feel blessed that Brittany made that connection and Latoya and I can, develop our relationship from this point forward as we have her showcasing all of her knowledge and expertise to, to you, our listeners. So as you may know, uh, our very first question is the same for all of our podcast guests. Purpose is a huge part of the initiative of what is in HR Like a Boss. And Latoya, I'm so curious how you would describe the purpose of human resources. So I will tell you that um, for, for many years, I think HR has been given a bad rep. Um, And so I think this is a great time to really change the narrative of what HR is. So for me, HR, we are the internal first responders, okay? We are first line of defense. And we've learned that very so um, uh, recently during the pandemic. So who were those first line of defense individuals who were helping organizations and individuals to help during the pandemic? We are the heartbeat of the organization. And we are really honestly the people who are your trusted advisors. We are those individuals who are doing our best, hopefully everybody in HR, are making a positive reinforcement of who we are and how to make sure that people can be human, okay? How we can be human beings in HR and everybody can bring their human experiences and we provide the best resources to allow them to do the best work 
possible to be those contributors. And again, you know, we support all functions of any line of business. You think about we have to help with recruitment, which is that my area, compensation, you know, um, employee relations, learning and development benefits. So we are that first line of defense. We're that strategic partner. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. The importance of you talked about advisor, this idea of uh, counsel, this important counselor. Um, as you mentioned, being a social worker and your opportunity to counsel people through uh, the good, the good things and the bad things and everything in between. And HR, HR is as we were talking, is it's a tough job. It's there's a lot to it, and and as you said, sometimes has a bad rap. And I think just kind of one experience at a time, we can change that, right? We're not going to change that uh, overnight. It's something we got to do one one experience, showcasing HR's great skill and talents. And I think. One of the things we wanted to talk about on the show, we started off a little bit already on the connection, the connection of how we met and uh, the importance of that. And I know, I know you want to talk a little bit about how that works within the workplace, the connection in the workplace. Tell me, tell me what that means to you, Latoya, and how how you're doing that at your current role. Yeah. So yeah, I think connection right now is even more important. So when you think about over the years, how technology has improved where we can be even more connected through technology, but we became more disconnected, honestly. And we can't even blame it on the pandemic. We were disconnected prior to the pandemic, right? And so for me, I have a, I I said earlier, I was an entrepreneur. So I am a connection coach. So on my side job, I do have a business. And so the importance of connection is for us to stay connected so that we can keep our customers at the center. So what does that look like? When you have connectivity like that, people are more productive, right? Um, you're more engaged. This helps to reduce turnover. So again, as a talent acquisition consultant, I'm always thinking about how do I attract talent and what, what are some of the must-haves I need to be listening for as individuals are looking for their next opportunities. And so connection is key. It helps you to stay committed to excellence, that energy and that synergy in working with other people. Guess what? You probably spend majority of your time at work than you do at home. So if you're going to be doing that, you want to make sure that number one, what you're doing is bringing you joy and pleasure, as well as the people that you're around that you're learning from, right? So that connectivity is critical, right? Because people stay connected either to their the concept or the initiative or things they're working to, towards, they're either staying connected because their core values mirror their core values or the connectivity of being able to work with great people like you, John. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think the one of the key parts of that, and I heard this a lot, is HR professionals feel like they have to have an, a kind of an arm's length relationship with people because of what they know or their job responsibilities, or at some point I may have to fire you or discipline you. And I just think that as, as I look back at my parents and the people that I respect um, that have more experience than me, they always tell me about the relationships that they established at work, right? The importance of the people that they connected with far beyond like making the widget or delivering the service or providing the banking support. It was about, you know, Sally's grandson that they were at their soccer game when he scored the winning goal. And it was so important that they were there or, you know, other celebrations in life that have nothing to do with work. It has to do with that person, that friend, that colleague. And I, I really would encourage the HR professional in, in the idea of thinking differently and being different of, 
of trying to establish those relationships in a way you feel comfortable with that stretches you beyond that arm's length. Because without, without that, like work, work is going to not be as fun. I can tell you that people, people make the world go round. You're, you're spot on with that. And I'm so glad that you hit on that. We, again, it's called human resources. Let's be accepting that we're humans and that we have feelings, right? And being able to stay connected to one another, number one, it helps us to be vulnerable. It helps us to be that trusted advisor. And that's critical right about now, right? People are growing through and going through a lot right now. And to be able to show your realness and your authenticity is critical right now in HR. Yeah, for sure. Well, talking about something else that's critical, I was I was so surprised, Latoya. So Willery's the firm that I own. I'll do a shameless plug here in a bit. I'll, I'll prelude that here or uh, tease that in a second. Okay. One of the things I was shocked by is dealing with and uh, calling on and recruiting HR professionals. I'd have a number of conversations with them, and many of those in a, in a, in a candidate space. So they were looking for a new job, and I I, I more I more often than I can count on. Uh, all of my hands and in, in tenfold people saying, Hey, you know what? I, I, I want to get a job in HR for a company, but I don't, I don't want to do recruiting. I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't like recruiting. And I heard that yeah. once and then twice and then 10 and then a hundred times. And I'm just so curious, like, why do you feel like so many HR professionals dislike talent acquisition and recruiting, which I know you're the exact opposite because you're pouring your heart into it. <laughs> tell, tell me why that is. You know, I, I again, I think that um, HR has gotten a bad rep, but I think when you think about, for me, and I appreciate being able to enter into HR, not having previous HR experience through the recruiting route, because it helped me to understand, number one, different lines of business. But I think a lot of people help, don't like it is because they look at it as a more of a sales role. And so I have a marketing background. So my degree is in marketing. And so, yeah, I can see how my marketing degree and my sales experience has helped me. But here's the other thing. I think people back in the day, I'm not saying now, um, were very tactical recruiters. They were order takers. And so for me, I am not an order taker. My, my title is talent acquisition consultant. I'm a trusted advisor. I'm a strategic um, thought process leader. And I am a consultant. So when I'm working with hiring managers, it's not about how do we feel that position quickly. It's about how do we feel that position with a person who can add value, not be a fit, but that can add value to the role. So that's one. Two, I think a lot of people hate it because guess what? We the first one to get blamed when the, when the hiring manager makes the hiring decision and it's not the best decision based on even with our opinions and thoughts. And then it doesn't turn out right. And it's our fault. Okay. And then I would also say, when you think about the burnout, right? So right now you've got the great resignation, quiet quitters, ghosters, all these things, right? And the supply and the demand is not adding up, right? And so you get burnt out really quickly. And so people get very um, exhausted, you know, and, and, and I understand. So you have to have that love for, but also I will tell you, we sometimes don't always get the respect, John. And that doesn't feel good because it's not our job. I mean, it's not our fault. We can't find a purple unicorn. 
Come on, John. I mean, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> so with that being said, sometimes we don't always get the respect that we deserve. And um, we get a bad rep and a bad reputation. And so you got to love this. You got to see this as more of, I am your strategic partner to help you to be proactive in your recruitment versus reactive. And I'm not an order taker. I'm your strategic partner to help you build your business. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, great, great perspective. And certainly understand some of the challenges that uh, we are facing in the in the HR profession right now that are unique and challenging. And uh, I, I, my, my encouragement as you go through those tough times or get that blame game from someone else is just mm-hmm. hold to your convictions, take take it, take one step at a time, learn, learn from that feedback, right? So there may be some good nuggets in there uh, that we can learn from. And, and again, own, own what we can take ownership to the level of responsibility that you can, but that's yeah. awesome. Hopefully we can change the tide of one person listening of uh, maybe I need to look at recruiting a little bit differently because it's so important. Oh my gosh, it's so important in the, in the span of, of human resources. All right. So speaking of important, let me do a quick shameless plug for our sponsor who's near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources to put on the HR like a boss podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with its direct hire and temporary staffing support, along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. So if you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams or not getting that return on your investment with your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right. So talking about learning more, let's get back into the show. Let's get Latoya's wisdom and knowledge when it comes to networking. I know networking is what allowed us to get connected and how it's important in the field of human resources. It's so important. We wouldn't be here together, John. I mean, even though, honestly, I think I met you a few years ago at one of um, an, an event. It's been a long time and, you know, got a little older, but anyway, um, but you know, networking got us where we are today and it's critical in talent acquisition. What's well, critical for critical for anyone. If you are a hiring manager, you should be networking, right? Not, it's not recruiting's responsibility to find your talent. You should always be looking for talent, right? I mean, probably after this conversation, I'm going to call Brittany and then you'll kill me. Right. And I wouldn't do that to you, but anyway, I mean, <laughs> Um, But people work for people, John, and we know that, right? People work for people. People want to work for folks that they know, like, and trust. And so when it comes to networking, it is critical in recruiting because that gives you the opportunity to get to know people, to understand how they can add value to your organization or to the position. And furthermore, as you and I both know, when you're looking for high performers, they're not looking for jobs. They're not looking to make a move. So it's critical that you build relationships with those individuals. So when three years from now (laughs) and a life event happens or something occurs, they'll call me up. Latoya, remember that conversation we had three years ago about this position? I think it's time. So that's why it's important to build those relationships. The other reason why it's important to build those relationships, because if you are a good talent acquisition consultant, it's about having a healthy pipeline of talent waiting right? Because we should be proactively looking, not reactively looking, right? And so it's critical that we make those connections because even the person you may want, they may not have an interest, but they might know someone, you know? And so it's about that connectivity. And lastly, when I first got into talent acquisition, I'm going to be honest, um, it was very difficult. 
It was during a time when um, we wasn't hiring as much and the economy was shifting. So it was very difficult. And so I would say to you, I was intentional about joining as many groups as I could to build relationships so that I could have a healthy pipeline, a diverse talent that I can bring on board. So it is critical that networking is the forefront of recruitment and any, to be honest, in any business or any position you're in, but you know, your network, your networking and your network will increase when you have that. So network and your network, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, cool. Net worth and network. Fantastic. That's awesome. I know one of the things that are really challenging now, Latoya, and as we talk about kind of building that talent pipeline and uh, providing that that consultative support, is is finding employees that are engaged, yeah. that 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 they're interested in their work, that they're they're ready to 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 get better. Tell tell me about why why do you think it's so important to have an engaged workforce and kind of this engage employee engagement matters so much. So good question. Um, Again, going back to when you have engaged employees, you have engaged customers, you have less turnover, more productivity. Um, It will be honestly easier to recruit if you're the best place, workplace, you know? And so I think it's critical that we look at those things. Um, It's interesting that you bring this up because I just received my engagement scores for my team and I have a team of eight and I take that information and the data seriously. And especially right about now as I'm thinking about how I'm gonna be better in 2023 for my team, right? How, and I'm appreciative because I got 100% engagement for my team and I'm grateful for that. But how do I keep that going, right? And I think it's important that companies do a couple of things. Number one, listen, I mean, really listen. Listen to what your people are asking you and telling you. Number one, look at the data. If, you, if your company is participating in surveys and you get that feedback, really pull that, look at that data and pull it apart. You know, some things you'll be able to do, some things you won't, right? And then you prioritize what's important and implement a plan. But you also need to make sure that you share and be very um, transparent. Share that feedback. What's going right? Hey, what you're doing well? And what are some of the areas of, or areas of improvements? How are we going to shrink that gap, right? Sometimes you may even need to bring in a third-party organization to do an audit of your processes. And sometimes that don't always feel good. But if you want to move forward and grow, that information is important. And I will also say, you got to celebrate the little milestones. You got to celebrate the little wins, right? No, no organization is perfect. And so you just got to celebrate along those little bitty changes, but you got to stay committed to change. You have to stay committed. And I choose to stay committed to change. Something that you just talked about and what you're writing in your book. We have to think differently. We have to do things differently. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that little thank you, that little way to go, that little pat on the back, as much as it may seem trivial at the time it's it, they add up it, it means that you're recognizing and paying attention to the work they're doing and I think a lot of times employees don't feel like they get that from their manager that support they also feel like there's where, where am I going uh, inside of this organization so that level of encouragement uh, you know it's it's a two-way street that employee engagement in my opinion the employer and their leadership team managers have to support uh, the individuals to uh, develop that that level of engagement at work so 
Really cool. LaToya, a bunch of great nuggets. I will get you out of here on this. It's the last question I asked all my guests on the HR Like a Boss podcast. <laughs> it's all about doing things amazingly awesome. How would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? All right. You want it, you want it hard? HR like a boss. You have to be an active listener. You have to be a resident leader. Authentic. Always keep it real. Be a change agent. An innovator. Be fully transparent. Okay, take calculated risks, be accountable, be culturally competent, have integrity, and be confident. That's all you got for me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Did you get all that, listeners? That list is long, and it's funny that you say that because Latoya, to do HR like a boss in an amazingly awesome way, it's hard. It's, it's really, hard. really hard. It takes a lot. It takes a special person. It takes a lot of capabilities. It takes a lot of internal strength takes a lot of skill and experience. And like you mentioned, all those things about authentic and transparent and competent and understanding your culture. There's a lot there, but I know, I know you can do it listener. Um, I'm so, so encouraged by having wonderful, caring people like Latoya on our show uh, to continue to encourage uh, the HR professional to do amazingly awesome HR. Latoya, let me do a real quick recap of I mean, my list is so long of wonderful things you said. I, I got to cross things off because I'll spend another 10 minutes talking about it. You talked about HR being that internal first responder and how important that is to uh, the, the, the safety and well-being of your organization for HR to act as a trusted advisor. You, you referenced that a couple of times in our call uh, to leverage your, your ability to make connections, to, to be able to strive and find greatness within your, your community at work. Um, consulting with hiring managers to find talent that adds value, right? It's just not a quick hire. It's not doing it like in a day. It's like, let's add value. Let's find the right person that's going to move this organization forward. The importance of building those relationships with top performers because they they are not actively looking for jobs today, but they may be a week, a year, a month, however long from now, and they will remember that engaged conversation they have with great talent acquisition pros. Also looking at Proactively building that talent pipeline. You always have to have a, a active pipeline because you never know when things are going to change inside of your organization or you'll need that role. Uh, importance of increasing engagement by listening, by actively listening. I love I love that. That was great. And looking at the data that you get from your engagement scores and surveys and, and, and diving into that. And last but not least, to keep it real and stay transparent. <laughs> Great job, LaToya. What a fantastic show. I appreciate you being on very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review. Or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR. HR.